Hi, hello everybody. Thanks very much, Jonathan. Um, my name's Sue Black. Um, a big fan of Turing. Um, I was at Southbank um, with Jonathan, as he was saying, quite a few years ago now. Um, and also with uh, Robin Whitty, who's the next speaker, who was my PhD supervisor. And uh, this is actually the first time that we've spoken at the same conference, me and Robin, so it's quite nice for me to actually be speaking at the same conference as my um, PhD supervisor. He always managed to not come along with me <laughs> when, <laughs> when I was doing my PhD. Um, I'm sure he had good reasons. Um, so, uh, so from, I'll tell you a bit about my background. So at South Bank, I did my degree, my PhD in software engineering, uh, and then became a lecturer, senior lecturer, reader, and then moved to University of Westminster as um, head of department. And uh, it's nice to see uh, Vassals here from um, Westminster. And uh, then a couple of years ago, I moved to UCL. Um, along with that, I've also done lots of campaigning, firstly for women in computing, and uh, more recently, Bletchley Park. And I've just started uh, a nonprofit called the GoTo Foundation, which is all about promoting computer science to the general public. So what I want to do is to I, th I think we all understand that computing is very important, computer science and technology, but I think the general public don't really understand that. And I think the more that they feel that they can uh, even interact with computing uh, a bit more than they are doing at the moment, the more we can empower them to do maybe a little bit of coding, perhaps think about how to design an app, um, the more that will empower them in their everyday life and the more they'll be able to uh, innovate in whatever they're doing. So I think um, computer science will save the world. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a dramatic way of putting it, but I really think the more that we can get people um, comfortable with technology, with computer science, uh, the better place the world will be. Um, Right, so I'm here today to talk to you about Turing. 2.0, in case anyone doesn't know, is uh, referring to kind of social media, Web 2.0. So the first kind of real um, run-in I had with Turing, after, after learning about the rebuild of the bomb machine at Bletchley Park um, and getting involved with Bletchley Park, um, in 2009 I was out at a party drinking beer and... Um, I use Twitter quite a lot. Um, is anyone here on Twitter? I can see some of you that are. Okay. Oh, that's not very many. <laughs> so I hope everyone understands what Twitter is. Does anyone not understand what Twitter is? And I'll try and explain it. Okay, no one would admit to not knowing what Twitter is. <laughs> it's basically like texting, but you text lots of people rather than just one. Um, so you're kind of sending messages out and reading other people's messages. Um, so... I've been using Twitter uh, with Bletchley Park uh, to try and raise awareness. And one of the things that um, we'd managed to do is get Stephen Fry involved. And I was out at a party one night and I, I got a text, uh, I got a tweet from Bletchley Park saying, what is Stephen Fry talking about? So I thought, well, I don't know what Stephen Fry's talking about. So I have to check Twitter to see what Stephen Fry's talking about. And he was saying cryptic things involving the words enigma and stuff. So um, I, I tweeted him and said, Bletchley Parker worried. What are you talking about? Um, and uh, he said, oh, don't worry. You'll, you'll know at, I think it was 9 o'clock. Everyone will know at 9 o'clock. So I was like, 
Okay then. So uh, I passed the message on to Bletchley Park and then we're just kind of, I'm at a party drinking beer. Um, and then uh, I thought at nine o'clock, oh, it's nine o'clock, I'll check now. And what happened was that um, Gordon Brown had phoned Stephen Fry to tell him that he was going to, the government were issuing this apology uh, for the way that um, Turing was uh, treated. Um, and uh, the, a petition had been set up by John Graham Cumming and many, many people had signed it. And he did an amazing job in really, really raising awareness of Turing there, I think, and in getting uh, the apology from Gordon Brown. And so Stephen Fry had known about that because um, uh, Gordon Brown had phoned him. And so that's why he was tweeting these cryptic messages because he knew what was gonna happen at nine o'clock, which was the apology. So, so that was great. So I was tweeting, yeah, the apology, you know, it's all uh, wonderful stuff and um, carried on drinking. And when it got to about, I think, half past 11 at night, I got a call from Bletchley Park saying, uh, the BBC wants to talk to you. Uh, can you go on breakfast time in the morning? So <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I've had about six bottles of beer now. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, so then at midnight, I got a call from the BBC saying, can you come on breakfast time? I was like, yeah, 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 what time do you want me? Uh, six o'clock. I was like, okay. So by the time I got home, it was 1.30. And um, uh, I went to bed, got up in the morning. And in fact, I didn't know that much about Turing. So what I'd done the night before was um, uh, uh, Googled him, got the Wikipedia page and, and printed it out. Like I left it on the printer to pick up to read in the car on the way to uh, the BBC in the morning for breakfast time. So in the morning I picked it up, went off in the car and, um, and then realised that it was dark. <laughs> so I couldn't actually read anything. So, so, um, so I, I basically tried to uh, read it quickly in the green room when I got there. Um, I'd only had about three hours sleep. And, uh, uh, and so, well, basically I went on and hopefully some of what I said was coherent and... Uh, yeah, uh, that, so that was my kind of first uh, escapade around cheering. And so that was the first time I'd been on national TV like that and kind of live. And so it was very scary for me. Um, uh, but I didn't die. So that all went well. Uh, so after that, um, my next involvement with Turing was really the um, helping Bletchley Park to buy the Turing papers. Um, so the Turing papers were up for auction for 300 to 500,000 pounds at Christie's and a great guy called Gareth Halfcreed set up a, a Just Giving account, which is like an online uh, fundraising <coughs> uh, uh, site um, to try and raise money from the public to buy the papers. And after um, about a week, he amazingly managed to raise about 20,000 pounds, which was incredible. Um, I was kind of keeping an eye on what he was doing and, and wondering if I could help in any way. And I was at a talk at Nesta in London and uh, Google Vice President Megan Smith was talking um, at this event called Silicon Valley Comes to the UK. And um, I thought, well, Google, they've probably got lots of money. They, they, they might be interested in helping Bletchley Park buy the Turing Papers. So I approached Megan at the end and said, Turing Papers, Bletchley Park, please help them um, buy them. And, um, and Megan said, send, uh, it sounds great, send me an email. So I went away thinking, oh, you know, that's what everyone says. It's kind of a... Uh, a brush off um, and then coincidentally that night um, a guy called Simon Meacham from Google uh, contacted me and said I work at Google and I'd really like to help with Bletchley Park so I said oh I just met your vice president today 
and uh, he said, what did she say? I said, she said, send me an email. So he said, send me that email. So I did. And basically the two of them worked over the weekend, probably with other people too, to raise $100,000 um, to help Bletchley Park buy the Turing papers. So the next, I think that was like on the Friday, and then the Tuesday they were up for auction. So I went along to Christie's for the first time. And um, that was very exciting. I'd never been to an auction before. And uh, you know, just lots and lots of money changing hands for very interesting artifacts um, very quickly. And um, so I knew going in to the auction that Bletchley Park must have been about £100,000 because they had had $100,000 from... Google and they had £20,000 from the Just Giving um, and I knew that the guide price was three hundred to 500000 so I was just kind of wondering what was going to happen. So we sat there for about half an hour and uh, you know all, the, all these lots were going through and uh, loads of money was changing hands and then it came to uh, the Turing Papers and the auctioneer said and the bidding starts at £165,000 so I was like oh no <laughs> you know they haven't even got in with a chance because they were only able to bid about 100000 Um but what happened was uh, it didn't reach the um, reserve price and so it was basically stalled because uh, the papers didn't sell and um, what happened was over the next few months um, Simon Greenish who was his previous CEO at Bletchley Park um, managed to, well, worked with Google and managed to raise the rest of the money from other um, sources, uh, including, oh, I've forgotten the names now, <laughs> well, but, but um, a couple of different places. And um, so they managed to buy the papers, which was incredible. Uh, and here they are. Um, so, so then I went up to Bletchley Park and... Um, that was a great day because I got to meet um, Julian Wilson, who was the guy that looked after the Turing Papers at Christie's. So it's very interesting talking to him. Um, and I got to meet Gareth Harfacree, which was cool because he'd set up the uh, Just Giving page to raise money. And um, also uh, the local MP, Ian Stewart, who was very supportive. And um, William Newman, Max Newman's son, uh, who was very interesting. And he had a couple of great stories about Turing. Um, my favourite one is that um, Turing uh, lived quite near the Newmans and he was out running I think one morning and turned up at the Newmans house and knocked on the door and when there wasn't any answer he wanted to leave them a note to invite them for lunch but he was just out running so he didn't have anything with him. So he looked around and saw a rhododendron bush so he, he pulled the rhododendron leaf off the bush and got a twig and wrote a message with the twig on the leaf and posted it through... Uh, through the letterbox, which I think, I don't know, I just love that story. And, and William also said um, that he used to play chess with Turing when he was a child, when William was a child. And um, Turing would sit in a chair, not facing him. And so William would sit with the chessboard, playing the game, and Turing would sit facing away from him, not looking at the board at all. Um, and William would just tell him, you know, what moves he'd made. And so Turing had the whole, as well as being really good at chess, had the whole chessboard in his head as they were playing. So another incredible story. So one of the great things um, uh, for me was with the whole Bletchley Park campaign was an amazing day last year where there was a garden party um, at Bletchley Park. And I just wanted to show this photo because the my left, bottom left, is me and Simon Meacham. So he's the guy that helped um, 
who works for Google, who helped uh, Bletchley Park buy the Turing Papers. And so that was the day that we were both there together and the Turing Papers were at Bletchley Park, you know, so it was like it was nice because the whole thing worked out. Everyone worked together and, and uh, the Turing Papers were there and we got to see them. So, um, does everyone know about the uh, Alan Turing Centenary committee, I think it's committee, with Bar Barry Cooper. So Barry Cooper set up uh, the Alan Turing Centenary Year Committee and um, I think, I mean I probably met him about two years ago when he, he talked to me about it and I've just seen him put in the most amazing amount of work to promote Turing over the last couple of years and, and to get people together and to kind of raise awareness and catalogue what's going on and, and send the message out to everybody and I just really think that he's done something really really incredible and um, a lot of what we see happening today um, is is down to him I think with his uh, just his hard work and dedication to making sure that um, Turing is recognised and so this is uh, his website. So Turing's been in the papers quite a lot. Again, it's been quite interesting over the last couple of years. So two years ago, it was basically computer scientists that knew about Turing, whereas I think after today, millions of people will know about Turing. I mean, the, it, it's been kind of ramping up in terms of awareness. Um, but these articles were all in uh, the press in the last week, I think. Um, there's Simon Singh talking about um, Turing. It's been in uh, Wired and all the major newspapers. And um, I had a piece in the Telegraph a couple of weeks ago too. And it's just, there's just this incredible buzz all around Turing. So I, s I noticed this this morning um, that uh, uh, Jack Copeland um, was saying to the BBC that he thinks that Turing didn't commit suicide. So actually, that's an, that would be an interesting thing for me to ask you. Do, like, do you think that Turing committed suicide or not? So, kind of a, a show of hands. <laughs> Those just to see what you think. So, do you think Turing committed suicide? Yes? Well, I'd say that's about two-thirds. Yeah, so about two-thirds of people think he committed suicide. That's interesting. So, I think his... His mum didn't think that he had, but then, you know, I mean, you, you know, which mother would, you know, want to think that their son had committed suicide? Um, but it does, it does seem to be kind of building this kind of, um, you know, different view of what happened, maybe. Uh, that uh, maybe it wasn't suicide, maybe it was an accident, because he did have cyanide there. And so, I mean, I get, we're never going to know, are we? How, how could we find out now? But I think it's... Uh, it's interesting. So I've just come back from San Francisco where I was at the uh, ACM Turing 100 conference. Uh, and that was really amazing to see. I don't know how many hundreds of people there's. We're at 400 people, 500 people um, in San Francisco and 33 of the Turing Award winners all together and all speaking. And that's, that was webcast, so that's, uh, you can still see that. So it's webcast and it's uh, recorded. So if you'd like to watch that, it's, it was a day and a half. So s similar to this, um, all day Saturday and half of Sunday last weekend. Um, and there were lots of really, really interesting talks there um, by well, many, many famous computer scientists. 
At the end of the uh, conference, we also had a showing of the film Codebreaker, which um, uh, is produced by a guy called Patrick Salmon. So Patrick's another guy that I met about two years ago, and he's just dedicated his time to trying to produce a documentary about Turing. And um, so I've kind of been through some of that journey with him over the last couple of years, and it's just been really interesting, again, how things are just gradually, gradually building up. More and more people know about it. Uh, more and more people think it's interesting. And um, well, so I watched, uh, it was on TV here actually, wasn't it, last November? I think it, it was on TV in the UK. So I, I saw a different version in the US, which actually I thought was better, because the one here was, um, wasn't so much a documentary. I don't think it was uh, a lot of it was kind of what Turing might have said in the psychiatrist chair. Whereas the one that I just saw in the version I just saw in the US was much more of a documentary. So I'm hoping that the more documentary type will come here at some point. So I just did a quick Google search for Alan Turing this morning. Um, and at that point this morning, there'd been 208 articles in the news today. <laughs> Uh, about Alan Turing so you know you can really see that uh, you know the message is just getting out everywhere it's going everywhere uh, this is something I spotted on Facebook last night um, how many people are on Facebook more okay <laughs> that's about a third I'd say um, so uh, do you know who George Takai is he's the guy from um, oh God, I forgot what it's called now Star Trek, Star Trek. Yeah, he's the guy from um, Star Trek. What was his name? Mr. Zulu. Mr. Zulu that's it. <laughs> Mr. Zulu from Star Trek. Um, but he's, he's a really well-known character in the US now. And so he, he, he just posted this photo last night, uh, which he'd got from somewhere else, and said, and posted the message, shout out to a true hero. Humanity was changed forever by Turing, and inhumanity took him from us. So he just posted that on Facebook, and... 40,000 people liked it, and 35,000 people shared that on their Facebook pages. So, y you know, you can really see how social media, um, whatever you might think of it, is very good at getting a message over, if you do it in the right way, and getting it out to lots of people. So, he, so he'd, so look, so six hours ago. So in six hours, he'd got 35,000 people sharing that whole thing and commenting on it. Um, so here's a few bits from Twitter. Um, so Alan Turing year on Twitter um, is, you know, always pushing the message out. Different interesting things uh, about Turing. And um, uh, I spotted this morning, well, I just had a look at the tweet stream. So apparently um, Turing was trending on Twitter this morning. Um, and trending means, what does trending mean? <laughs> trending means it's the most popular topic. So lots of people are tweeting, millions of people are tweeting all the time. Uh, and if something trends on Twitter, that means it's the most, it's in like the top five most tweeted subjects. So uh, Turing, was oh Turing was trending in the US uh, this morning. Um, so that's great, isn't it? There's a computer scientist who's the top ranking uh, thing that, that's everybody, everybody on Twitter. Uh, is talking about. So I think that's incredible. I mean, I, d I really, I love social media, so I'm completely biased, but um, I really think that if as computer scientists we want to 
do something with computer science, show how important it is, then social media is really the way to go. Obviously, we have to do other stuff as well. Um, but if we want to get the message out, that's the way to do it. So two guys at a university in the Netherlands have produced uh, a, a Lego Turing machine uh, using Lego Mindstorms. Um, so I don't know if anyone's looked at Google today, um, but uh, that's what's up, which I think is really cool. Um, so goodness knows how many people are going to see that today. I don't know how many people go to the Google homepage every day, but um, it's obviously millions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you've seen the petitions. Um, so John Graham Cummings set up the petition for the Turing Apology. There have been several other petitions since then um, on the government website. There's one to put Turing on a £10 note, which was what I wrote my article about um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this one's just gone up uh, asking to put him on uh, the fourth plinth in Trafalgar Square. Um, so if you're interested in signing them, if you, if you just put e-petition Turing, I think you'll, you'll be able to find it. Um, and the Turing on a £10 note, last time I looked, which was a couple of days ago, I had 35,000 signatures. Um, this, one, this one just had one when I screenshotted it, but I'm sure that there's more than that. There's probably more than that um, now. Um, so last night, when I should have been uh, preparing my talk for today, um, I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to find out what people think about Turing? Um, because now his name's getting out there. And, and so I set up this questionnaire um, with some serious questions and some not so serious questions. So, you know, things like describe Turing in one word. Uh, what was his greatest contribution? Should we celebrate his birthday? If you were going to ask him a question, what would it be? Um, uh, and who would be Turing's plus one at a dinner party? Uh, and which phone do you think Turing would have? It's a bit more frivolous. Uh, <laughs> um, but we've, I've had about, I think, about 80, 80 responses since last night. Um, so during the day, I'll try and um, uh, put those into uh, maybe a slide that I can show at some point later on, maybe, uh, with uh, people's answers. And, oh, so I did a quick copy and paste of what people had put in the describe Turing in one word so far when that's probably about 60, I suppose, answers there. So genius coming out quite strongly uh, there. Um, how am I doing for time, Jonathan? Um, oh, my goodness. No, I finished. <laughs> that's it. Thank you very much.